Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever and whenever you have to be listening or watching us in the great wide world brought together by the internet. Last week, guys, do a podcast are here for our edition on this beautiful Sunday for the week of February 25th, the last week in February. First week in March is coming. That means spring is just around the corner. Spring training is underway. Uh, football is done. Um, we can talk a little bit about that. There is some news on the Georgia State front. We'll get into that a little bit later. But right now, we want to start off with the... They allegedly played a game on Sunday <laughs> that pitted the NBA's best against each other. I say allegedly because, as I might have mentioned in a, in a previous installment, we all know they don't play defense. Now they get to the point where they don't play offense. Uh, the NBA All-Star game, and I know, I know Daniel, it, you chuckled when I kind of went into this because I know you've got some really really strong thoughts about what transpired on Sunday how it wasn't really a game although I might have put those words in your mouth but I think I but I think you didn't like what you what you abs- what you saw on Sunday in Indianapolis I didn't um, and there are several reasons why I didn't like it we, we ain't gonna even get into the stats part I, I get to that in a minute but I'm I'm just looking at Look at the who's who of uh, guys who were there at the All-Star game. Oscar Robertson sitting in front row. Mm-hmm. Larry Bird. Reggie Miller. Of course, Reggie works for TNT. Yes, he had to be there. So he had to be there. Same with Barkley. He had to be there. Barkley had to be there. Shaq had to be there. Shaq had to be there. So all of those guys that are Hall of Famers. But when you look back at the All-Star game, listen – Last week we saw a clip um, with uh, Oscar Robertson and how they did an AI of the 62 All-Star game. Because there was no no available footage from that game. Absolutely. The significance of that All-Star game is that it was going to be boycotted. Mm. Right? So, and, and people can look it up and see why. And see why the All-Star game since Kobe retired has not has been trash since we don't even talk about like the dunk contest or whatnot the last great dunk contest was 2016 thank you Zach Levine Zach Levine and, and Aaron Gordon guess what year that was 2016 when Kobe retired when Kobe retired yep and <clears throat> we've said this before on the show I've said it I know Kobe might have been the last of the Mohicans when it came to uh, like just pure grit and pure toughness and you just don't see that no more. Listen, the East scored 211 points in that All-Star game. I turned it on at halftime. It was like one-fifth, one, it was something insane. It was something insane. I know it was. And then I just said, uh. They attempted, uh, man, if I can find the team stats, I believe it was uh, something like 90-something threes were thrown up. It, are you, you're kidding me, right? 90-something threes. I think it was 97 threes were thrown up. Dang. Only three fouls called. Oh, so it was our pace game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not yesterday. No, not yesterday. No, the, no. Tuesday. Tuesday with yeah. um, pace against Waller Croft. It was Waller yeah. Croft playing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was like that. I was like, man, this reminds me of the All-Star game. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I couldn't say it on, on, couldn't say it on the air. I couldn't no. say it on the air, but I can say it on this. This is our platform. <laughs> um, I, and, and I can 
go back and look at some great all-star games where you're like, man, they really put the, – the uh, what was it, the 2001 all-star game where it came down to the wire with Marbury and Iverson. Iverson made the great play at the end. It, and you go back to the 90s. If Michael is out there, you better you better want to win that game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or else Michael's going to – you know what to your tush. Exactly. And he's going to hold it against you the rest of the regular season. Exactly. Okay, so when do I see him again? <laughs> yep. Okay, and your teammates are going to be like, man, why the heck didn't you just play hard for him? He's beating us by himself every single game. And then I look at last Sunday, and I saw this one possession – where Luka Doncic and uh, uh, Nikola Jokic were coming down on a fast break, which was really a slow break. <laughs> a medium break. And they're playing volleyball with the basketball. <laughs> I said, what the? What, what the hell are we doing here? <laughs> and what are we doing? And Luka Doncic, who, who, you know, he's already, he's not the fastest player. But, man, he looked like the tortoise from the tortoise in the head in that All-Star game. Just dri- dribbling that. And I get it. You don't want to get hurt or whatnot. Baloney. Okay, forget that. It, when when they played back in those days, mm-hmm. <laughs> who cares? Yeah. You're still ripping your head off. <laughs> I've seen hard fouls in the All-Star game. Okay, you go back to the 80s with that one. Oh, my gosh. They, they, they were wicked in the 80s, man. <laughs> Beer, the Pistons, and you put a man of the Pistons in in one of those All Star games, okay. you're going to get fouled. You're going to get fouled, and, and you're going to get fouled hard. You yeah. put Lane Beer in that game, yes, you're getting fouled hard. Okay, okay, he's an enforcer for everybody. He might not like Michael today, uh, uh, any other days, yeah. But in the All Star game, that was his man. Yes, right. And so it's to me, this is such a money driven league, and it's sad that what possibly has to be done is some sort of incentives has to happen. Look at the NBA Cup. It was $500,000 on the line. And you saw how hard them teams played. The Lakers end up winning that cup. What place are the Lakers in right now currently? Ninth. Ninth <laughs> place. And it was almost like they, oh, okay, well, we done. Now Now we got to. Yeah, now we just got, we're going to coast until May. Now we're going to coast until May. Yeah. Golden State and the Lakers are the nine and the ten seed. Mm-hmm. That ain't what we want to see. <laughs> Steph Curry and LeBron James fighting for their playoff lives. Yeah. It, it, and then you, you getting back to the All-Star game. But one more point before I go to you. The, the losing team scored 186. In a, in a regular game, you score 186 points. That's a win by at least 60. <laughs> But if you if you look at the league though, and you look at points being scored in this league, it has risen. Mm-hmm. I think the average has to be one twenty. There's no defense being played in this league, and it's bleeding in the All Star game. And I'm pretty well, sure you're going to point to to who's the blame for it. But the the first person I'm going to go to is Adam Silver. He has got to do something about this. He is the commissioner of this league, and he has to fix it. You you were gonna say something. Uh, right, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say something, but no, let's get to Leon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, you know, it was like the NBA All Star Lab Contest. Yeah, that's exactly what it's. That's, that's, that's what it was. Exactly what it is, mm-hmm. and that's what every All Star. Yeah. And all, that's what exactly what every All Star game is kind of going down to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns scores fifty points 
off the bench. <laughs> yes. Who was guarding this man? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody the guards air. anybody. The air. My goodness. You have um, Dame Lillard who won the NBA, who won the MVP. You know, he finished about 39 points. Um, I seen Nicole Jokic attempt a 360. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which at seven foot thirteen, this man can break off the ground and miss the three sixty by a long shot. It was ridiculous. <laughs> you know, I remember back in the day where when in nineteen ninety eight, Michael Jordan sole purpose in the NBA All Star game was to ensure that Kobe Bryant did not dominate. Yep. Mm-hmm. He, That's right. He, he he went public with that. He's like, no, my, my job is to make sure that he didn't dominate on my watch. Yep. Fast forward two thousand two. Michael Jordan gets the ball to last at the last play. Everybody knows going to MJ. He makes the free, he he makes the um the, the fadeaway uh, at the baseline mid range, with about maybe like two seconds left. Kobe gets the ball. He gets fouled. The West are down by two. Kobe Bryant's main objective was to what, do what hit those free throws and make sure that Michael Jordan did not win MVP of that of that game. Right. Or did not close out classic Michael Jordan passion. Not yes. on his watch. It was personal. In my most humble opinion, in reference to Kobe Bryant, the NBA All-Star game has not been the same since he retired. Right. And since the league has been in LeBron James's hand on his watch, and everybody kind of sets the tone based on what he does in the NBA All-Star game, in his very friendly, nonchalant attitude, you know, he, you know, you believe Adam Silver, I, I concur, but... The face of this league right now, the elder statesman is LeBron James. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> and the other players have taken on his carefree attitude. Why should I try hard when the when the face of this league isn't trying hard? Correct. Correct. I'll add on. There's about three to five faces of this league. LeBron is one of them. Curry is the other one. Who would you say would be the other three? Maybe... Maybe Giannis. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, wasn't he in that game too? Yeah, he was definitely in that game. And yeah. Giannis is known for being competitive, but yep. you know he. Yeah. I think Giannis needs to win a ring before he becomes the face of the league. He, he got one. Well, he's got one. Oh, he's got one. That's yeah, right. He got, he got, got, one. got one. That's right. Uh, let me correct myself. I said it was ninety-seven threes thrown up. That was just by the Eastern Conference. <laughs> oh gosh. Alone. I'm sorry. Uh, the West has a lot to do with this too. They threw up seventy-one threes. That's a grand total of a hundred and sixty-eight three-point attempts. My gosh. A hundred and sixty-eight three. What was the what was the completion percentage? A <laughs> hundred. <laughs> um, let me see. In terms of let me see, attempts. So the East shot fifty-six percent from the floor. Okay. They shot forty-three percent from three. All right, it's not bad. The West shot 55% from the floor, 35% from three. Okay. Yeah. But so you know, they were 25 of 71, <laughs> and the East was 42 of 97, which ended up being the difference of the game. Oh, man. <laughs> and we all know this three-point revolution that the NBA has seen yep. over the past decade is courtesy of Mr. Curry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before then, the NBA was pretty much, you know, people shot threes and like that, but it was, you know, more than like, it was like some three-pointers, lots of mid-range. Um, ever since Mr. Curry has come into the league and took the league by storm with his three-point, him and um, Clay Thompson with their barrage of threes, it's been like a copycat league since then. Yep. Yep. Um, 
you have teams like the Boston Celtics. I remember last year during the playoffs, Eastern Conference Finals, one team shot 53 pointers. That is, in, in, in my book, that's bad basketball. I agree with you, man. Yeah. It's, it's bad basketball, and, it's, and it seems like that's where we're headed to. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, <laughs> the, the, this obsession with positionless basketball, mm-hmm. in which now that you have centers winning three-point contests like Anthony Towns, which yeah. I'm, I'm all for that. You know, right. I, like, I like my center to be well-skilled, but I need my center down low. I need him in the paint. Yes. Right. I need him as a rim protector. John and I saw a kid uh, Saturday night. Uh, holy innocence and paste and he dominated the game in the paint mm-hmm. you know yes he can dribble and he can shoot and he got the range and he but sh- she was shooting three pointers from be- from a couple feet beyond the arc during halftime correct but in the game he was in that paint he blocked five of pace's shots he made it look very uncomfortable for them hence is why they're going to the court to the uh, quarterfinals so We've gotten away from the Ewings and the Shacks and the Elijah Wands and, and just Robinson. all the bigs and the David Robinsons. We have slowly gotten away from that. Centers are now getting triple doubles. Yeah. <laughs> Jokic average is a walking triple double. And I'm not taking nothing away from him. I think he's one of the best skilled players in the world. But this is where we're going now. Right. This is where the league is turning into, man. It's. It's just turning into it, and and listen, I don't know if you if you have to shorten the season for these guys or what, but during the regular season and even the All Star break, they're just not interested. No, they're not interested. That's why it's hard for me to watch a regular season game of any type in the NBA. I have to wait until the playoffs come in because I know I see hard nosed basketball. Then you see guys on the floor. You see, you see guys turning their ankles and getting back in the game. <laughs> like that's when you start seeing competitive play. It's not like NFL football where every week it, you got to play some football. We we might have a potential Super Bowl matchup every single week in the NFL. Yes. And so I don't know, man. Do you do you find it's easier to watch college now? Yes. But that's starting to get a little bit more difficult, too, when you add the NIL. Yes. And when you add the transfer portal yes. in. You're, now you're – and this is what we're getting into. This is where we're getting at. Money. Mm-hmm. This is all about the money. It wasn't like that back then. You tell me, John. I don't think it was like that back then. It no. was all about winning. Yeah. Back then. And making sure that that guy did not win. <laughs> right? On the court, Magic hated Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Off the court, we friends and this day. Yeah. Isaiah and Magic gave each other a kiss before game one of the '88 finals, and then and then about five minutes into the game, they were in each other's face <laughs> about to fight, oh, yeah. like they was in each other's wedding. So, <laughs> yeah, the, the NCAA, I believe, within the next 24 months, will be referred to as a P NCAA. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Professional. Yeah. It's too yeah. much. It's too much money involved. Yeah. These kids are going to be 19-year-old millionaires, mm-hmm. which I know is going to be very interesting on the economy. And go ahead. How Finish. I, I got a question at the end of this for y'all. But go you ahead. Know, how do you explain giving an 18-year-old X amount of millions of dollars? I mean, granted, you know, they've earned it, but that's going to be, whew. Do y'all think it should be a cap on that? And what should be the cap? 
uh, on Neil and 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 what Sorry determines because I know I know if you're a five star player coming out of high school, hey man, we're gonna yeah we're gonna make sure you're right. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry. To me, listen, I, I I'm all for players. I'm all for kids getting their money. Yeah, and, and and all of that. Especially with this, because we know how much gobs of money that colleges make off of them. Correct. They should get something. They should get something. It, it, they shouldn't get a million dollars. I don't think. I, I think now, 500, maybe maybe half okay. a million. Maybe. But well, it depends on it, all right. It depends on how they're it depends on how they're earning it. Like, yes. now let me let, let me let's talk about Caitlin Clark. Sure, sure. Uh she's going to she's probably going to break Pete Maravich's all-time men's and women's scoring record probably by the end of the month. Division 1. Division 1. Mm-hmm. She's getting she's getting endorsement deals. From Hy-Vee, which is a grocery chain chain in the Midwest, mm-hmm. she's getting all these sorts of endorsement deals. Are you telling now when you say NIL, mm-hmm. do you mean money from the school, money or money from endorsements that are kind of separate from the school? So, because now we're getting now we're getting into capital. Now we're getting into capitalism. Yeah, I mean she she should now now my thing is. Is yes, it's it's priorities. Where's your priority at? Mm-hmm. When are you gonna? Do, when are you taping these commercials? Yeah. You don't you know? I wouldn't do it during the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. I would I would do it during the off season. Mm-hmm. And of course, if it's separate from this, mm-hmm. now of course Iowa is probably getting a a cut of it because she's because in these commercials she's wearing her she's wearing her Iowa jersey sure. with the number twenty two. So you know it's you're. you're Pandora's box has been opened. Yeah, and now and it's hard to close. And it you now. can't close it. To you, to use another, to use another metaphor, you know, the genie is out of the bottle. You can't get it back in. So, and now it's up to the player using has to use his or her best judgment and what matters most to the player. Right. Does matter? Does what matters most to the player money for herself or himself? Money to alleviate debt. Or the or love of the game, right? So that's kind of where because, like I said, when Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant when they got out on the court, they didn't give a fudge about anything else but winning. Mm-hmm. And no matter how much money they made, that didn't change. Now for these NIL people, it's they're coming up differently, where right. the money and the winning is kind of kind of connected to each other and right. hard to separate. So it's kind of be you know it, it's it, I think personally I think it's going to be each individual player, but right now it's getting harder and harder for those players who are all about the winning to get through when you got when you got all you know the winning is going to get sidetracked by everything else. So how do you get back to that? And I'm not sure you can. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, and you know forget about having a normal life as a college student when you're getting millions of dollars in nil money. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, they, these these guys will never see the inside of a classroom. And Mind you, Angel Reese said she that she has to take online classes because of her celebrity status. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. So and you know and I haven't been keeping up with Angel Reese this year, and I hate to ex- admit this publicly. Mm-hmm. How's her season going? 
Uh, I have to. Have, I have, you, have you heard anything about her? She's joke? she's in the in the wooden. Um, she's in the conversation. In the conversation. So she's a wooden semifinalist. I have to ch- I have to check so something. I watched a little bit of the t- of their game with Tennessee this after, this morning. I know at the beginning of the year. And I didn't I didn't get the conclusion of that. Right. I know at the beginning of the year, um, she was sat out a couple of games. Right. And oh, LSU defeated Tennessee 75-60. Yeah. So yeah. they're back on track. Now, they lost the opener to Colorado mm. earlier this year. But nobody didn't realize how good Colorado was because right. they're now a top 15 team. Right. So they're going to they're gonna be a high seed in the tournament this year. LSU will be there too. All right. But the, the thing is. Angel Reese had 11 points, 15 boards. She, she's, she's still, still a double-double machine, yeah. The girl can still play now. Haley Van Lith had 26 for LSU. And you see with Haley Van Lith coming over, LSU, was they were the clear-cut favorite. But then everybody forgot about Miss Staley down there in uh, South Carolina. Still unbeaten. Mm-hmm. And they, they look like they look like they're they're gonna go undefeated and win it all. Another yeah. another time. Another time. They did. I think that I think they're on. They haven't lost a conference game in two or three years. They haven't. No, they haven't lost a conference game. They have ran the SEC. And funny part about it, LSU South Carolina will end up seeing each other. Uh, at, in, least. at least in the in the SEC championship yeah, game. Yeah, because LSU second with yep. eleven and three record. Yep. They're twenty four and four overall. Mm. Yep. So still only ranked thirteenth, right? Because it's just other teams uh, in front of them. Like it's a my, like the Pac twelve is probably the best conference in terms of women's basketball, top to bottom, top to bottom. Man, they they but they got about five teams in the top ten. Well, look at the Big Ten. They got Ohio State second, and yeah. Iowa's fourth, and Iowa's fourth. Yeah, <laughs> can't forget about them. They're going to be there, and that's setting up for possibly a. Uh, Potential rematch from last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, Caitlin Clark's a bad girl, man. <laughs> she is a bad girl, I tell you. And and it's funny because Paige Beckers was going to be that that kind of Caitlin, that Caitlin Clark atmosphere, mm-hmm. like that one big, that next big thing. But injuries had derailed her. But she's still a good player, still a great player. She's coming back next year for UConn and Geno. Mm. But you, you know, you know, going back to it. So I guess my thing is. So let me make sure I, I understand this. With NIL, mm-hmm. NIL is basically based off of what the college gives you, or is that based off of endorsements? And see, I think it's based. I think it's both. I think so too. Yeah. Okay. And now you got NCAA. Football 2025 coming out. Yep. And that's going to change things a little bit because now players can get their likenesses in the game yep. and be paid for and it. And be paid for it. Yep. That is exactly true. That is so true. Because it used to be you play that game and it's and every every player was put up like a mascot. Yeah. And nothing is and I tell you I still have nightmares playing Vanderbilt and having all these eleven Mr. Commodores run at me. Yep. <laughs> so. <laughs> The last NCAA football I had was, I think it was 2012 or 13. It was on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And what they did was they had the numbers of the player. Uh, whichever one. Uh, okay, I can, I can go back to one that had Tim Tebow on the game. Okay. And I knew it was Tim Tebow because it was number 15. 
when you go to his bio and you look at his hometown, it wasn't actually the hometown he was from. It was the one next to it. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so and the fact that he that after every touchdown he prayed. I mean, that, yeah, was, right. the, that was yeah. the other giveaway. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. that's Tim. <laughs> T- that, that's Tim <laughs> Tebow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you know, and and then. They stopped making the game when the NIL started. Well, that's because that's because because players kept suing to get their to get a cut of a cut of the uh, proceeds. Yep. And shout out to Ed O'Bannon because he kept fighting for that. Yeah. He he fought for that for years, man. And in typical capitalist fashion, instead of instead of you know doing the right thing and giving them the cut, they discontinued the game. Yes. (laughs) That's not. That's you're. It's like you're missing. The point. You guys are missing the entire point. Here. So now that we got the NIL, they can they can get their likenesses, they can get paid. Yeah. Everybody's happy. Yep. And now you figure the advances in gaming in ten in just ten years. Yes. Are just it's just amazing light years. So you're gonna get accurate. I mean, so accurate it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy good. Yes. And I really hope coaches are in this game too. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I can't remember how, uh, what they said about the coaches, but yeah, <laughs> everyone's gonna play Colorado. Yeah, yep. <laughs> everyone's gonna be Colorado. Everybody's gonna play Colorado, and everybody gonna see Prime. <laughs> you know, it, it's alleged that the NBA 2K franchise pays players ten thousand dollars, and there's been several protests, like Rasheed Wallace, Reggie Miller, um, Charles Barkley, mm. Who have refused to let their likeness be display on display in the game? Yeah, because they feel that hey, based on the amount of money they make for this, you know, yep, this franchise over the past almost twenty five years, mm-hmm. that the players should get a much bigger cut. For the longest, Jordan didn't have his name, image, and likeness in. It was it was after the Bulls versus Blazers franchise the the, the in, in the NBA playoff franchise mm-hmm. back on Sega. See, I'm talking, I'm going old school. These kids don't know about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, Bulls, <laughs> Bulls versus Lakers and stuff. Yeah, Bulls versus Lakers, Bulls versus Blazers. It, it, that was probably the last time you saw Jordan until 2K mm-hmm. right. came about. Right on NBA Live, he was not on there. Oh wow, he was he was he was, but he wasn't. He was like. Player number ninety nine. <laughs> See, they made sure it wasn't him. It was a ball headed guy, but he wore ninety nine. Like, <laughs> that's Michael Jordan. Right. <laughs> I remember back in the day when NBA Jam first came out, Shaquille O'Neal was not featured on the game. Nope, he wasn't. He wasn't. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Very. So, so again, that's kind of where we where we are right now with. Uh, the NBA, how the regular seasons become kind of a slog, how uh, the players, it used to be such that no one pays, that the fan base doesn't pay attention to the NBA until the playoffs. Now, the players are not paying attention to the NBA before the playoffs. Correct. And, but, you know, there are some storylines um, when you when you take a look at the league and take a look at the uh, playoff picture. Um, questions I have, are the Knicks for real? Right, once uh, Randall comes back and OG comes back into play, and they made a, a couple of big trades mm-hmm. in the offseason. How how large is their ceiling? They're they're only three games out of second place behind Cleveland as we speak. They're two and a half behind Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee. Speaking of them, is Doc Rivers and company are they going to get this rolling? They should have never fired Adrian Griffin. No, you know. 
and we don't know what was going on in that locker room in order for that to happen. But you you fire a guy that's 30 and 13. Since the firing, they're only 7 and 8. So it's it's kind of fishy. <laughs> kind of funny here. Okay, you're 7 and 8 since y'all fired him. That didn't do anything. You picked up Doc Rivers. That didn't do anything, really. But, I mean, there's still a lot of season left, and they're in striking distance. But what happens when Embiid comes back from injury? The Pacers are finally getting healthy. They're a dangerous team. You really don't want to see them. Uh, the playing game and, and the Miami Heat, here they go again. They're an eighth seed, and they're lurking. They were there last year, and they didn't, didn't really care. Now they about to face some suspensions because there was a brawl that happened uh, a couple of nights ago between them and the Pelicans. So, you know, that's that's going to be interesting too. Cleveland, another team nobody's uh, talking about. Uh, a team that is really ascended in, in the East, but we know that nobody compares to the Boston Celtics right now. Right. Th- they are, to me, they're the best team in the NBA, and I don't think it's close. And it's nothing to s- – and it's, you know, not to sniff at – Minnesota and uh, in Oklahoma City, and possibly the Clippers, but Boston is just—they they look like they're on a vengeance tour right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, I'm John Morgan with Daniel Bolton, Leon Brown. We're discussing things going on here in, the, in sports world. Uh, again, we got the NBA court, uh, quadruple header behind us. I teased something going on in the football realm. Georgia State finds their new coach, Del McGee, takes over for the Panthers for Sean Elliott. And I meant to, I meant to talk about this last last week. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean Elliott is going to South Carolina to be their tight ends coach. So that's why he left. That's why he left them. Do you think that's a step down or is that a lateral move? That is a great question. Now, in terms of position, it's a step down. Right. I mean, it's a way step down because you were head coach of Georgia State, but you're not even you're not even dropping down to a coordinator position. You're mm-hmm. actually a position coach. Right. So, yeah, in terms of that, but possibly in terms of money, mm. that's where I'm thinking it is. It's a lateral move in terms of money. He probably got it. Who knows? He probably got an upgrade. From there, but didn't he come from South Carolina? I think he did. Yeah, that was his last coaching job. Yeah, and it's just crazy. He goes back, and now he's a a tight ends coach. Um, you know, best of luck to him. Uh, don't have any ill will to say about him. No, he, he, he did made, very he well did with very Georgia. Well did very there. well with Georgia State in, in his tenure. Yeah. Got him to some bowls. They won some games. Yeah. Now it's up to Dell McGee mm-hmm. to uh, kind of keep the program going. I like this hire because I think he'll recruit very well in the state of Georgia. Gotcha. Uh, he's, he was the running backs coach for the Georgia Bulldogs. He was their run game coordinator the past couple seasons. Mm-hmm. Got a couple of titles. So. I, I and we'll see if he's ready for this. Yeah, I think I think he's uh, good for the culture. Uh, he was running backs coach at Georgia State. That's why. So he got a uh, mm-hmm. he got a pay grade. He also at in 2015 was the interim head coach in the bowl game for Georgia Southern. Right. And won that game. So uh, this is this is a, actually a good hire. Some it, and and you know what? Good hires are always. Hires are always good when they're in-house. Yes. You know, and you already know, okay, this guy deserves to be that. So he must have been a standout in that locker room mm-hmm. and must have been like the second in command or like the second lieutenant in terms of getting his players up 
and, and he might have been the popular pick to become their head coach. Man, I was under the impression because I, I seen SI.com article on Bill Belichick coming to to, to um, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's man. When I seen that, I I immediately sent that. I like, oh, we got Bill Belichick. <laughs> right. <laughs> man. And I was like, oh, no, 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 you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Man, I was, man. <laughs> That's like finding out when you're a kid that Santa Claus ain't real. Yep. <laughs> Wait, what? Santa Claus isn't real? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Damn. I like, man, I thought we was about to, man, I thought we was about to land. So that was your pops that was eating the cookies <laughs> that you left out for him, John. Okay. Just thought I'd let you know that. My goodness. No, Wait. McGee hire. What you think about that? Well, Georgia well, State. We'll see where it goes. You know. He's got an interesting first game at Georgia Tech. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 a, that's a heck of a transition. Yeah. <laughs> he, I mean, what, was he teed off or something like that? Like, what, like, well, you got to admit, you got to, you got to, you got to admit the guy is used to beating Georgia Tech badly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That might be his sole mission. You know, just, just like how Harbaugh's sole mission at Michigan Unofficially was to beat Ohio State. Yeah. McGee's sole intentions would be to do what, potentially? Make sure that, hey, if we do anything, we don't do anything, we beat Georgia Tech. Okay. That's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. They haven't set a time for that game, but um, no, they have. I'm looking at the schedule. Yeah, now. They, well, they haven't even set the Sun Belt schedule. Mm-mm. They just have the non-con schedule listed. Home games. I mean, th- this is good though. He doesn't leave the he doesn't leave the city for the first three weeks of the season. Man, that's all right. <laughs> He's got home games against Chattanooga and Vanderbilt. Oh, <laughs> the fighting Morgos. <laughs> 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 I learned my lesson the last time I traveled to see Vanderbilt play. Oh my goodness! So I don't know if I'm gonna be if I if I'll make that game. Gotcha. Hopefully I'll be busy somewhere doing uh, on that Saturday and every Saturday. As and, a matter of fact. And if you look at that game, if you look at his first three games, they're potential, they're winnable games actually. Mm-hmm. Not say anything about Vandy, but they're oh, yeah, winnable games. We're saying things about yeah. Vanderbilt. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we'll say about. Besides that, Star V is the old logo. They that logo is at least four or five years old. Oh, gotcha. But I, I think that that yeah, I think that Georgia State can really start off three and zero because I you don't know what Georgia Tech is going to bring back. Mm-hmm. You know, and and then of course you got NIL and transfer portal. Oh yes, and Georgia. I know Georgia State was hit with the transfer portal. Yeah, every well everyone is. Everyone, yeah, everyone gets hit with it. Yep, every time you turn around. The transfer is not the senior out of some such as such. It's now the transfer out of Oregon. Yeah. He played at Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> or he rode the bench at Oregon. Yeah, the bench well, at, well, that, that's where most of your guys are coming from. That's what you, and that's what you think. But we're getting to the point where, you know, starters are entering the portal. I mean, like, like first, Vanderbilt's quarterback, Swan, I think is his name, went to Cherokee. He entered the portal. Yeah. And he played, he played most of the season. I'll say this. The transfer portal to me. John and Leon is they need if if anything I know they can't really do anything about NIL but they can control the transfer portal. Right. They can set some rules and they can set some boundaries. Hey listen man, I'm I'm allowed to I'm only uh you're only allowed to transfer once or twice mm-hmm. or whatnot. But you got cats that's transferring mid-season <laughs> and then dressing up next week. <laughs> I'm like wait a minute. 
He just played at Syracuse, <laughs> and now he the starter at Notre Dame. <laughs> you got a trade. You got players. You got um, college gonna start trading players. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We want your three star offensive <laughs> lineman for. We gonna give you three three stars for your one five star. We need. And him we'll back. throw in the mascot. We throw in the mascot. <laughs> he going in the transfer portal too. You got colleges with uh, protected scholarships, mm-hmm. protected picks. I'm telling you, man. It is. See, you can put a cap on that. Right before you put a cap on NIL, because like you said earlier, that you're dealing with capitalism now. Right, right, and so that's that's what that becomes. I just want to see Georgia State travel to Georgia Tech by Marta. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only problem is the Marta station that, that they would have to get off is Midtown is on the other, is on the wrong side of, of uh, the downtown the connector. Downtown connector. Yep. That's that's the only problem with that plan. If it was on the other side, yeah, okay, I'd love to. I'd love to see that. Right. Or maybe have the marching band do it. Just have the mar- <laughs> just have the marching band do it. <laughs> anyway, uh, I know we. I know we're on the Del McGee hire, but I forgot to mention one thing about mm. the NBA when we were talking about the NBA. Trey Young is having finger surgery. He's out for a month. Yep. Are the Hawks done? <sighs> Let's see. They're tenth in the East right now. Mm-hmm. So they're right there at the at the tip. I don't think so because I look at the teams beneath them, mm-hmm. Brooklyn, Toronto, Charlotte, Washington, Detroit. Uh, no. <laughs> no, they're, they're fine. The, the only team that probably can, can threaten them is Toronto. Um, they have a pretty decent core. So I, but, no, the Hawks should be fine. Uh, they, they could – if they – if he's missing a month – He's probably going to miss about, let's say, roughly eight games in that month. If the Hawks go five and three or even four and four in that stretch, they'll still hold that 10 spot. Okay. And they might even get the nine over Chicago. Like, I'm surprised they are hit that Chicago's ahead of them, you know? And so Atlanta, they, they should be fine. They have a good young core around them. It's now DeJounte Murray's team now. Mm-hmm. He has to step up and he has to be that guy. And we know he can be that guy. So it's it's really no problem for him, but man, you're missing a sh- you're missing the all star. You're missing the sharpshooters. You're missing twenty seven and ten, right? Yeah. Well, this is an opportunity for the rest of the players to go off and get the numbers up and prove that they belong in the NBA. Yeah. Well, right. And Dejounte Murray, he is you know he he's known for being a, a floor general. Mm-hmm. So you know, th- yeah, this does not have to be uh, um. <coughs> A potential nail in the coffin for the season. You know, um, stranger things have happened. Yeah. <coughs> He's averaging 21 and a half a game, right? So he, he can, you know, he'll he'll be able to be that spark plug that you need. Right. So we'll, we'll, we'll see where this goes. You know, the, NBA, the, the the East is quite the lightning rod with um, unlikely teams, you know. Well, we, you focus on top-heavy teams in yeah. the East. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like the really the top six have all each have questions that you want to answer, mm-hmm. you know. And so, yeah, but you know, seven through ten is going to be uh, pretty decent as well. Yeah, what realistic expectations can we expect from the Milwaukee Bucks led by Doc Rivers? Um, when's the last time Doc Rivers actually led a team to Eastern Conference Finals? <clears throat> Man, that's a good question. Man, was he with the Celtics? Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's been it's been over a decade. That's right. Philadelphia ain't been, hasn't been. 
no Doc Rivers led team mm -hmm. has made it to a conference finals. You know, so um, I see big things are expected. Well, since he won that, since he went to the finals against the Lakers a couple of times. Yeah, which was 15 years ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, um, Good grace. and he's had nothing. He's coached nothing but top teams. Mm -hmm. It's just unfortunately whatever his game plan is does not translate well deep into the playoffs. And, um, you know, once again, his coaching proudness will be on full display in Milwaukee because they are expected to be there. You know, um, I, w I would like to see good things out of Philadelphia, but unfortunately that Joel, that, that Joel Embiid injury has, you know, kind of hampered this season. Mm -hmm. um, I expect good things out of Boston. You know, 45 and 12 on the year, man. 26 and 3 at home. Come on, man. That has every bit of they're trying to go back. Yep. But then you got that team down in Miami who could shock everybody. <sighs> Sitting at 8. Mm -hmm. Isn't that where they were last year? Yep. Lost Oof. in the play into Atlanta and then had to fight to get in and then beat the number one seed in five. They beat uh, uh, Milwaukee in five. Yeah. Yeah. Both, um, both teams that shocked the world last year are. Pretty much in the same place they were, they were last year. Now, yep. i.e., the Lakers and the, the Heat. Yep. Lakers are sitting in ninth. On this time last year, they were sitting in ninth. They're actually sitting in tenth. Oh, the Lakers. Yeah, they. Oh, yeah, Golden State owns the tiebreaker over there. Yeah, and they took a loss to the Suns today. Yeah. So let me. Oh, they did. Yeah. Okay. Let me ask you this: Where's the ceiling for the Lakers? Uh, I I don't see the Lakers actually missing the actual playoffs. Not as long as they have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So you, you think they're going to get that seven and eight from either Dallas or Sacramento? Maybe or Golden not. State. Maybe not. I don't know, but I know that if there's a play-in tournament, I believe that they'll win that. Okay. You know, so I, I don't see a LeBron James-led team with teamed up with Anthony Davis and solid role players are going to allow themselves to you know become a um, victim of, of obscurity. I got you. You know. Um, so, we'll, we'll, we'll see what goes on. I mean, this is, you know, I think one one of the questions is, what's Golden State going to do? You know, they've been playing great basketball. You know, I believe um, since Raymond Green has come back, they've, I believe they've won seven of the last eight games. Yeah, on a three-game um, winning streak right now. Right. Clay Thompson has been relegated to a bench position, but he's been shooting lights out ever since then. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you know we'll, we'll we'll see. It's 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 still a lot of interest. I I, I would like to um, see where April at the end of April where everybody mm -hmm. is. Like the top two teams, Minnesota and Oklahoma City, right? We want to get excited about them, <laughs> but man, their youth, especially Oklahoma City's youth. Listen, they're playing like they ain't got nothing to lose. But it, you can't play like that during playoff time. You got to play to win. You got you got to play to win four games. Right. Yeah. A series. Yeah. Um, more so Oklahoma City than, than um, Minnesota Timberwolves. Minnesota Timberwolves are pretty much where I believe they should be. They're and, legit, man. <clears throat> yeah, and especially in light of their talent. Yeah. You know, they they definitely should be there. It's all about what they're going to do in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And it's all about Carlton Towns if his style of play can translate into a deep playoff run by Minnesota Timberwolves because within my lifetime, and I'm being and I'm pretty old, <laughs> <laughs> I 
I've never seen the Minnesota Timberwolves make it past the first round. And this dates back to the days of Kevin um, Kevin Garnett. They have. They made it to the second round. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Fun fact. Fun fact, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so, Minnesota, one year. Now, I want to say they, I think they made it to the Western Conference Finals one year. I want to say they did. They lost to the Lakers. They got they got humbled by Shaq and Kobe mm-hmm. one year. This was the year that they had Cassell, Sprewell, and and uh, and uh, and Garnett, mm. and they were at their very best that year, and, and they were really good that year. And I I can't remember what year it was, but that might have been the only time. <laughs> right. <laughs> that might have been the only time that they had that that kind of a team, right? Uh, but yeah. This year, it just seems as if, how about this? If Minnesota drew the Lakers in the first round, what happens there? <laughs> they would be a tough out because who's going to guard Anthony Edwards? And the Lakers struggle against. And against defense, yeah. Yeah, against players that are slashers. Yeah, but, however, to go against that, Anthony Edwards is a great player, but let's see what his position would be in the playoffs in the postseason. Because, you know, that, that light shine a little different in yeah. the come playoff time, right? Who's he going to guard? Yeah. But he's not going to be able to guard LeBron James. And, you know, coaches like to diminish their, uh, their roster to like seven, eight guys, you know. And so now you're going to require Edwards for 16 games. He's got to he's got to win 16 games to to win the championship. Now you're requiring him. He's got to be out there at least 35 to 40 minutes. Absolutely. You know. And so he just has to understand it's not regular season ball. That team has to understand, but more so it's Oklahoma City that has to understand that. Listen, they've got a good young core. Chet Holmgren is 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 what Victor Wembanyama. Is already <laughs> right, it, but that was Chet Hong. That would have been Chet Holmgren a year ago had he not got hurt. Okay, and and Shade Gilchrist, Alexander. I tell you what, to me the best two guard in the NBA, and he and he has looked sensational. He has been great, but now it's youth. You're a number two seed, and now you you got to possibly play a Golden State or a Dallas or a Sacramento. Really. Yeah. <laughs> or what if Phoenix drops down? Now you got to play Phoenix. Don't let this Phoenix team fool you. When Bill gets back and he gets healthy, if he gets back and if he's healthy, and, and Durant's still around and Booker's still doing what they do, Phoenix is a formidable opponent. I see him kind of lurking in the standings. They're six right now. And then don't forget the defending NBA champions. They're right there in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Can't forget the Nuggets. And can't forget Joker. And they're in the middle of a dog fight right now with the um <coughs> Tim with, with the Golden ninth State. ranked Golden State right now. Score yeah. Tie, yeah. Go, Golden State. Golden State, man, I'm telling you, they if it, they could be a tough out too. Yeah. Because yeah, they understand. They know their position. Mm-hmm. And they're another one of those teams that turns it up when they get into the postseason. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're just they're just coasting until they get in. And then once they get in, okay, it's time to play serious. You know, we got a ring on the line. Got a ring on the line. Congratulations to Steve Kerr, by the way. Uh, just he is now the highest paid player, uh, player, coach in NBA history. He just signed a two-year, thirty-five million dollar extension. Hello. Wow. Hello. And shout out to Eric Spoelstra. 
Claypool to Miami, he looked out for him. Yes. Yeah. And waited till his divorce is final. <laughs> <laughs> we got you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this old girl coming for that alimony, I guess, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> God. Ooh. Yeah. A little doo-doo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's funny. I didn't know his wife was divorcing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They waited until his divorce was final to um to, 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 get, to give him the money. Yeah, to give to give him his money. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a little fist bump. Pat hey, Riley, thank you for everything you've done for me. If, if anybody would do that, Pat Riley would be the one to do that. Yeah. yeah. Hey, look, Pat, understand it. Oh yeah. Pat been around. Pat, an OG down there in Miami, man. Absolutely. Him and him and uh, Udonis has him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. I, th- I believe he he may not be a Hall of Famer, but he's definitely in the, oh, ring, man. In the Heat Ring of Honor. Yes, the, what he means to that city and that franchise. That's a three hundred five. Yeah, that's Mister three hundred five right there, man. Shout out to Udinese, uh, man. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking him at him right as a now. player. I'm looking at him right now. Eric's supposed to salary. Mm-hmm. Give you a glimpse of. Um, <clears throat> I was surprised when you know that stat that you pulled, mm-hmm. and it could be annually where he's. Yeah, he's definitely highest paid annually. Cause yeah. I think Eric's supposed to sign like a nine figure deal, right? But he he doesn't get um, the annual income. Income, right? Yeah, that Mister um, Kerr Kerr gets. Well, he he's earned it. Kerr is averaging that would be seventeen and a half Kerr average a year. That's interesting. Like his team better make the playoffs because you can't become the highest paid coach and your team don't make the playoffs now. Yeah. No. Them guys, them guys got to help you now. But I believe it's probably based off the last two or three seasons. Yeah. Where they've had lackluster performances and then back in the po- in the regular season and then bam they come they jump up. Yeah. The Heat. Um. Arizona's recently agreed to a record breaking contract extension worth 120 million over eight years for an average annual value of um. Like he got an AAV of 15 million. Yeah. So look, they they definitely looked out for him. And they he, did, and he's earned it. Yeah, you know, Eric Spoelstra has. You know, when people con- were concerned, you know, I put it like this: in 2011, when the Heat lost to the finals in um, against Dallas, he received none of the blame. Yeah, hmm. and none of the credit. All those four, those four, those four finals that, that they that they attended in two NBA championships. Those he didn't get any credit for that whatsoever. The all the credit went to LeBron James, yep, and company. Yep. When they said that, but he coached them games, man. When Steve Kerr, they said when um, yeah, they he you know LeBron James was a was a de facto coach <laughs> of the Miami Heat. Eric Spoelstra's vindication came, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, in the 2020 when yep. he took the Heat to the finals. And then brought them back to the finals last year. Yep. You know, I know there's no there's no moral victories, but he's done a heck of a job with an average roster. Yes. Which I believe will solidify his. Um, he, he does have the accolades in the numbers to see his way to the Hall of Fame as a as as a um, as an NBA coach. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Again, John Morgan, Leon, and Daniel here from the last year guys do a podcast. 
Uh, let's see what else is going on. NFL is still going into the combine, so we're still going to get some mock drafts, so nothing really to talk about there. Uh, Major League Baseball spring training has just started, um, so really nothing does nothing really coming out of Braves camp. Uh, everybody is saying that for the Braves it's World Series or bust, but we've seen that the last two years, and they couldn't get out of the semifinal or the play-in rounds. I think the Braves right now should not shoot for that number one seed. I think they should go for like have to go through that because have to go through the other play in the second round because that seems to be what how you get the success. That's what Philly has done the last couple of years. Of course and Philly's beaten us the last two years. Yep, and they've had to go out through that secondary uh, other series to do it. So maybe the Braves should just say, okay, Philadelphia, you can take the you take the the division crown will you take that week off you get the rust and we'll just keep playing i think that might be a solution we'll see how chris sale fix it fits into the roster um it may be a couple years too late to get the real good chris sale but we'll see if he and he might be a little injury prone so we'll see if that works for the atlanta braves uh daniel and i we are headed to fort valley Next Friday and Saturday for the GHSA basketball semifinals. It's our third straight year going down to Fort Valley for this. We get the 4A and we also get the Division 1-2A. So basically Division 1 or classification A has been s separated into two separate uh, divisions. for the. There's the higher uh, concentration of... Um, enrollment in the lower half so a lot of private schools are going to get in this one so we're going to get 4a and 4a on the boys side very interesting the top two teams mcdonough pace academy they are gone they were beaten yesterday paced by holy innocence who's ranked fifth and mcdonough by westminster who's ranked 10th so pace won it last year i think it, this, this is truly um up for grabs Westover knocked out. Oh, who did Westover knock out? Um, Westover knocked out one of the other teams as well from a team that we saw the previous year. Uh, and I, that team escapes me. I'm gonna have to look that up. Um, but it, so we're gonna have some good teams. We're gonna see uh, probably. Oh, Benedictine is still around, so I pro we might see. So Benedictine beat Westover. Okay, yeah. So that's yeah. Westover. But who did Westover beat in the first round? Fayette County. That's right. That's that's, that's it. Fayette yeah. County. So uh, they were the team. So we're going to have an all-new final for 4A. Yeah, we are. And um, I'm looking interested to see it. Um, looking at Holy Innocence who beat Pace Academy. They looked – they got the inside and the out. I mean, yeah, they – I mean, I haven't seen many of the other squads. Right. I know Benedictine's going to be strong. Yeah. I know I, – I love that coach of Benedictine, so I think we're going to have a really good game with him. Yep. Uh, especially if he starts subbing five-on-five <laughs> five like he did last time. Um <laughs> so I like ben, but yeah, but Caleb Wilson and Devin Hutcherson, they are as they are a one-two combination as good as any. Hutcherson with 27 really points, Wilson with 19, but he had five block shots. Yeah, and he had a, probably about 10 rebounds as well. Yes. So he he was phenomenal. He 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 was a throwback for mm -hmm. me and what we were talking about earlier. He he's a throwback big man, right? He he goes into the paint he he just disrupted Pace Academy and turned them into just a legit jump shooting team. And unfortunately, 
the jump shots did not fall for the Knights. And, right. And that's what we were looking for for them. They had a great season, though. They, but, they lost by four, but it was there was three down the stretch. They had a couple of chances to tie it with a three-pointer. Uh, just couldn't get it to fall. Um, but, again, Pace Academy down by 17 at one point early in the first, second quarter. Still came back and almost won. So, was, uh, so you may knock them out. But you're never going to knock them down. Sherman White has instilled in them a never say die, never quit attitude. Correct. And they really, they they almost pulled it off. And that that atmosphere yesterday for a three o'clock start on a Saturday, that gym was rocking. Insane. I, and you know, you and I, we love that kind of stuff. Oh yes. And, you know, I I can remember being uh, calling games for Rockdale Career Academy, mm-hmm. and Heritage was one of the games. You know, Heritage is. Uh, arena or well not arena but their gymnasium uh-huh. the traditional bleachers right so tom white and i are up at the top of the bleachers but guess who's sitting next to me a fan <laughs> <laughs> right so and it was kind of like that too uh we were on the walkway yep it was standing right? room only it was standing room only and and i mean it was intense now pace was down by 17 in the first quarter and you know i'm sitting there the whole time it's like man they just can't get it under nine and then they started hitting a couple of jump shots. They started hitting the three-point shots. And and then but what really was hurting them was their defense going back on the inbound pass. Mm-hmm. After uh, Holy Innocence got behind them so often. I, 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 it was shocking to me to know that a team like that, a disciplined team like mm-hmm. that, became undisciplined on so many possessions. It was about six or seven times we had seen that. Yeah. And a couple of those times where they had to foul or mm-hmm. they had to lay up. Yeah. And Will Hopkins was one of those players. Hopkins, 6'5". He was not playing like a 6'5". No, he wasn't. And uh, Wilson, 6'10". And he was playing like a 6'10". Their length and their athleticism, John, is what makes them the favorites, to me, in my opinion. Oh, I I agree. But, again, I I mean, we're going to look at some film over the next week as we prepare for this. Uh, We're going to see what Benedictine can offer Mm because Benedictine – Probably has a chance to be the only returner from that Final Four last season. Yep, yep, if they can get past Seconder. Yeah, and Seconder, what a story for Seconder. This is their third season, and here they are in the Elite Eight. They're ranked seventh in the state. Man, I I love stories like that, man. A newcomer team that's coming up, Mm -hmm. and look at where they are, man. It's it's an incredible story, incredible story for them. So, again, those games are going to be on the NFHS Network Friday and Saturday. Saturday will be the 4A games, and Friday will be the Division 1-2. We'll be seeing Green Forest Christian. Always a strong basketball school. This is a very good, it's about as close to a basketball factory as you can say in the metro Atlanta area. We're going to be looking at seeing them, and that should be a lot of fun as well. So, again, Friday and Saturday, games start at 1 p.m. both days. Uh, Don't know when they're scheduled for two hours. I don't think it will happen. Uh, The the in-season tournaments are getting smarter. They're scheduling it. Two and a half hours, and and they're being very comfortable in getting those. Eventually, the state tournaments are going to do the same thing and schedule in that an an extra fifteen minutes because mm-hmm. so it's not so it's not so forced. So we'll be down to the HPE Arena in Fort Valley this Friday and Saturday. A lot of fun, and of course we'll wrap it up on Sunday, a week from on our last three guys do a podcast. We'll have that wrap up. On that, so you're going to look forward to that, and that's going to wrap us up here for this edition. I want to thank again Daniel Leon, 
stellar job again. Please hit that like button, that subscribe button on Spotify, on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on Pocket Cast, wherever you get your favorite podcast. That's where we are. The last three guys do a podcast. I'm John for Daniel and Leon. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Have a good week and have a good night. Yeah.